Afternoon tomorrow, but uh, some relief may be nearby. Some scattered shower and thunderstorm activity developing around the midday hours. On into part of the afternoon, early morning tomorrow starts off at 80. We'll go to a high of lower 90s. Once again, it could feel like 100 to 104 or so the heat index. Better chance of the afternoon storms with a lot of deep layered tropical moisture coming in with a tropical wave off the Gulf. Wednesday on into Thursday, Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit cdc.gov. In America's best eating city. And here we are, are ready to go and uh, start thinking about great eating you have had over your lifetime, uh, some that you have speculated on, or come up with uh, looking for the free future. And all of that goes on here. It's the food show, simply called, and there we go. Mary Ann is here. Did I Hi. mention that you were here? Hey there. I'm, uh, I'm okay. Uh, I'll tell you, I, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. Henry, are we getting feedback or anything? Oh, okay. All right. It sounded funny home? on this end. All right. Uh, yes, we're here. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. It is a uh, brutally hot day, but not it's pretty breezy bad. day too. It's a breezy day. It's breezy. It, it depends on whether you're standing here and here as opposed to here and two rows. And uh, yeah. Well, how can you stand here <clears throat> and here? Don't get too deep. In It'll 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 scare you. It's it's not a place you want to be. You do wanted to call us though and talk about silly food topics. That's what we are going to talk about today, based on the almanac, which is the great blueprint of the show. We have a guest today too. We do at two thirty. His name is Rock Rapashayev. I think that's Hmm. right. He's from Georgia, not the state, the country. And he is the proprietor, along with his wife, of Neely's Pizza, which mm. was started years ago. Yesterday we were talking about the Jordan River steamer, which people have talked to you about forever and ever. And a lot of times in the course of the last 32 years, uh, people would recommend a place to you that they liked. And a okay. lot of times... Give what? me a little break after a, a while because I've got something about that. But no hurry. Just keep, keep, yeah. Keep. Uh, and, and a lot of times we'd check it out and we'd go, oh, we got again but the jordan river steamer company was definitely not one of those nor was neely's pizza which is another one of those places that people started talking about we finally made it over that there it was a good new york style pizza in slidell in a little strip mall in slidell and then they moved to mandeville and then retired just six months ago and these people bought the place and have changed it 
a lot. They've changed the pizza a lot. We're going to talk about the changes that were made and his dreams for bringing the cuisine of his native country to Mandeville, and, uh, which is not a culinary hotspot. Oh, uh, but it can be. But it, it, but I'm excited for him because, you know, habaneros, who would have ever dreamed that habaneros, which is doing On gourmet kind of Mexican. No, no. Oh, that's not the pizza. Doing gourmet Somebody Mexican. Somebody ought to do that, though. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Maybe no? you can order it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, there's La Carreta, which is your basic, ordinary, I call fake ethnic American food. Mm -hmm. And we love it. We love La Carreta. We've been going there, Chi and I, Mary Lee and I, for, uh, gosh, um, 10 years or more. Mm -hmm. um, then Habaneros split off from the family and started doing much more real Mexican food in the gourmet style. I remember very, very well about five or six or six, seven, uh, quite a few uh, items that That's came six in. six years ago. So about that. Yeah. yeah. That's six And uh, it came in the email at that time. Uh -huh. And it was the owner of uh, the restaurant, Neely's. And oh, we're back to Neely's? Okay. And then uh, on the air, I heard from a few people who said, boy, that uh -huh. is the best pizza around here. Yes, they always say that. And then we go and we go, ah. but it was good. It was good. But it was good is the answer to that. You can, it's very possible to find something that is uh, maybe uh, not as good as what you're used to. But sometimes all it takes is just for you to get in there and, and tell us what we like about it. That one really has gotten a story. Uh, but you, before you really it's different dig now. into it's it. It's more Italian now. It's more it's, Italian It's more now? Italian and less New York now. We'll talk to him when he calls. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But back to Habanero. I Habanero. never would have dreamed that the Mandeville crowd would so heartily embrace this kind of gourmet Mexican food, you know, where they're serving, um, wait, what's, what's it called? Um, the, the, the pads, the cactus pads. Oh, the cactus, the cactus pads. Mm. Nopales. 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 Oh, that's for yeah. your yeah. pads. Of, yeah. They're serving yeah. Nopales there. And, yeah, and, the uh, and I never would have dreamed that they would say, wow, this stuff is good, which of course it is. But, you know, I underestimated Mandeville. So maybe they are ready for food from Georgia, the country, not the state. 556 no, oh, is the number. I love sauerkraut. What about sauerkraut? No, I, that's, that word came out incorrectly. And what I was going to make the point with is uh, that it's uh, propales is, is these things. Uh, and no palace. No palace. Excuse me. My mistake. I have a huge crop. If there's any Mexican restaurant out there that would like some fresh no palace, I have a huge crop of those. I would love to give to you. Well, to pull back uh, what that is for those who might not have had them or even seen them, uh, propolis. Nope. No palace. I'll get it right yet. No palace. Do mm -hmm. I have it right that time? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now we, we did get it. But uh, what comes out of all of this work is that if you uh, have anything like a, uh, a uh, and I have one in my, as a matter of fact, I have numerous of them in my front yard. Mm. Uh, oh, have, the fruit, the fruit. It, it, it's the ones with the little uh, yeah. spokes through them. You got to watch yeah. out for yeah. them. And what do we call them? Nopales. Cactus pads. 
there are no parlays, but uh, there's uh, something that says what? Here's the, the name that's of it. The, that's, that's what it's served but in Mexican, it, but they're it, cactus it, pads. It reminds me uh, a good bit of, uh, uh, here's another one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to, we're going to wrench it from you and, yeah, and move on. Okay. So today is, well, actually we're getting a little late to be talking about this, but um, today is the uh, inter, well, the national celebration day for Belgium, Belgium independence. We've had some great times in Belgium, you and I. Belgium? And we've had some good meals and some bad meals. We've had some great meals there. Do you remember that? Do you remember that um, that 12th century building? 12th century flower storage place on the river in Ghent. G-H-E-N-T. Ghent. Most known as Ghent. Um, but it was this building from the 12th century that was so hip. Do you remember that restaurant, Tom? It was I just don't. About six I, years ago. I remember that, that everything was expensive. It was uh, expensive, but it was a very so. cool place. I'm going to have to look up the name of that place. Every time I stopped to get a, 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 a shot of my... Oh, your espresso? Espresso. Yes. I would wind up with something that was about three times as much as what I paid it's for. It's Europe. Called it's VAT Europe. taxes, but then I would I would have it the next day and everything would be fine. But uh, anyway, grapefruit. That's that's what I was trying to remember. <coughs> not, no, on a, no, not, not on not on a cactus okay. pad. <coughs> no. Anyway, um, we also went to. I'm trying to think of the name of that place where you get real Belgian waffles. Yeah, that was called New Orleans. Also in Ghent, called. That's what they. I, the, the guy at the hotel pronounced it for me once. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of good, got uh, dis disturbed to find that the fries in Belgium, the last time we were there, we went to Belgium on our honeymoon. And um, we went back on our 25th anniversary trip. And the fries that were so wonderful the first time were now frozen fries. It was very disturbing. Anyway, happy anniversary to Belgium today. Good for them. Uh, it's a very interesting town in that it has many different other interests because uh, there have been many kinds of people who have lived there. That's right. They, the, what you have in your almanac here is that Belgians have joked with a sigh of resignation about their having been conquered and run over by just about every neighboring country, both before and after their independence. In 1831, they rose up against their Dutch rulers, and for a change, most of its neighbors, notably France, we're on its side. From a culinary perspective, Belgium is the most underrated country in Europe. Its restaurants are mostly French in style, although the Flemish influence makes it distinctive. Not only is Brussels full of great eateries, but other towns, including the small ones, show off marvelous dining possibilities. Do you remember that place in Tournai? Tournai. Nowhere Belgium. Tournai. Uh, where where we were staying in that little house <clears throat> upstairs, and there were like two rooms, and then downstairs was a restaurant that was really good, and also that one that was just like in the middle of nowhere, where we had that great meal on our honeymoon. But the one where we were staying upstairs, 
is where we were cooking our own food on that griddle that was put in front of us on the table. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, but we were so young, so far back then. <laughs> 30 years ago, 32 years ago, coming 30. up in 32 years next time. Anyway, 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we are here for that. So give us a call. Yeah, 260. Nope. Nope. Here, let me write that down. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835 a French chef in New Orleans once said, ladies love chocolate and they do. The more premium, the better. Now New Orleans has a first-class chocolatier, Piety and Desire Chocolates. Handcrafted by owner Chris Nobles from only ethically traded cocoa beans, these bonbons are pure artistry. See his work at pietyanddesirechocolate.com or call 504-491-4333 to order for pickup 11 to 7, Tuesday through Saturday at the store, 2727 South Broad Street. Piety and Desire Chocolate. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. I don't think I've ever even seen you dance, Tom. No? I don't think I've seen you dance. Because you don't dance. You don't dance. <laughs> I know. Uh, I am the first one. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Today is National Junk Food Day. Junk Food Day. Today is the day What's you. What's your favorite what do you do with junk it? food? Junk food. What, what, what do you is do with junk it? food? How do you define junk food? Uh, one idea would be to bring it into the building that we are today because it's, you can always find some place to do it there. We'll not talk about it. Junk food. Junk food? Yeah. If I had to say my biggest junk food weakness, it would be spicy nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah? Yes. It used to be Cool Ranch, but now it's spicy. They used to have the, they had the nacho cheese Doritos. And then they made Cool Ranch. And then they made Cooler Ranch. And then they dropped the Cooler Ranch, went back to Cool Ranch, and now they have the spicier nacho cheese. Those mm -hmm. would have to be the ones. But you remember, <laughs> I used to have a thing for Cheetos, but it, they're just too gross. They get on your fingers. The, the Cheeto dust gets on your mm. fingers, and, and fingers and makes them orange. But then so do the spicy nacho uh, cheese Doritos. They also that, do that. That uh, whatever that is that they put on that those chips. Yeah, it's grease. It's salt. Well, I it's spices. I, I can't say that that I, that came across to me. What I get out of it is that the seasoning uh, component of it is so powerful. 
yeah. that you've got to be ready for it going down your throat. It tastes good. There mm -hmm. are a lot of people that really love it. But gosh, popcorn I gotta, junk food? I have to be standing there and making sure I Yeah, well, you're, you're like worried about salt. My... Okay, so is uh, popcorn junk food or is popcorn now a health food? I'd say it's a... I'd say it's a junk food. You would? Food, yeah. Well, popcorn. supposedly popcorn is a very healthy snack. Oh. Popcorn, junk food or health food? That's our question for ah, today. Five okay. five six nine six nine six. If anyone tells us something Hardest really part. interesting Find today, a movie besides Rock, who's going to be really really interesting. But if anyone tells us something really interesting today, I am going to give you a $25 gift certificate for Rosie's on the River, which is uh, the... Which river? Which is the outside, the, the big one we have here, Tom, Mississippi. Which is the outside bar upstairs on the fourth floor at the Higgins Hotel. Mm. They have fantastic crab beignets there. We have come back every day just about... And boudin balls. And talk about this for like the last month... Uh, Two or three months, actually, since Mardi Gras, around That's Mardi Gras. That's when we went. We went to Mardi Gras. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it seems a, a stamp on this to pull away from it. But, boy, I tell you what, if there is anything that has developed in our looking around for really good food, that is it. That uh, quality of... The, You're talking about Cafe Normandy? Yeah. You like the mussels there? Everything I've touched in that especially. Mm, it, well, that's closed right now, unfortunately. But fantastic. When good. supposedly when the tourism gets back, wink, wink, and I wonder when that's going to be, and the hotels start opening, some of our favorite restaurants will be open. And uh, I just worry about how, the, how long we are away from that. Five five six nine six nine six. Today is National Junk Food Day. If you would like to weigh in on junk food, I would love to have you do that because I try to limit the junk food in the house. It's just chocolate junk food. <laughs> no, chocolate's Probably a health not. food. Chocolate is on all the health food lists. Speaking list of where, where are my cookies? I haven't seen any cookies lately. Yeah, have you? we can get you some cookies. Oh, I know who's cookies. doing it. Yeah. I know who's Anyway, she's gone right now. She's busy. But uh, it is the National Junk Food Day. If you have a particular favorite in that department, uh, I'd be most interested in hearing that. Donuts would absolutely qualify as junk food, wouldn't they, I would think? would think, yeah. Anything that is um, addictive with salt, fat, or sugar content. And apparently the, the, the food processors who make these things know exactly what amounts to put of all of those ingredients in order to make you addicted to them. But that also takes your personal responsibility for things like buying it away. Although I do have to say, the reason that, <laughs> and I, this is true, this sounds absurd, but it is true, it really is. The reason that I keep junk food around here when I do is that I have a psychological deficiency for a particular kind of sale. I'm not kidding about this. Of sale, meaning the sale that you put on the boat? sale, sale, sale. No, not, oh, no, no. And this else. is on sale, okay? Uh -huh. I don't usually succumb too often to sales, except when I'm in a grocery store and I see the following, two slash whatever the price. Two for, it used to be two for five dollars. 
if you see, if you put a sign in front of me that says two for $5, I am going to buy it. That's all there is to it. Mm. I am going to buy it. When Nicole calls on Thursday, I'm going to ask her about that kind of marketing ploy because I am highly susceptible to that. Two for $5 will get me four bags of whatever it is right mm -hmm. there. Now the Stacy's chips are two for $6, so I've been resisting them, although I did buy a few the other day. But, but the Doritos are always two for something. Not always, but when they are, that's when they come into the house, and the rest of the time they're not here. So it's, it's some sort of mental problem that I have with two for whatever. So it's not really a craving of junk food. It's just that I can't resist that sale configuration. I don't know what that's about. I must not be the only one though, because you see it often enough. You know, the two furs, the bogos, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not so much a bogo. I do, I do go for the bogo, but the two for something, I, I, it, it gets me every time. And that's usually what I see it on. I see it on Stacy's chips and I see it on Doritos, and those are the two things that uh, will get me every time. If you have a particular junk food that you like and do not have that psychological problem, if you buy it just of your own free will because you like it, give us a call. We'd like hey, to hear about it. Is there something too much over the top for me not to say if you don't like or and all the other things <laughs> that you mentioned in the last few minutes? It's to just say, uh, I really don't. I'm. I've seen it, but I took is one taste. Is it rude for and, you to say, Marianne, shut and, up? And we're going to no, go throw ahead. it away. And, uh, oh, no. Tom will eat it. You know what's really amazing about Tom, among other things? Tom but will, Tom will eat, no joke. Tom will walk into a room, see a bag of something open, grab one of the item, one chip, one chip, mm -hmm. walk out of the room, and never come back into it again. I knew everything I needed to know about that. That's that's an amazing willpower, Tom. Because you're you're now you're now completely debunking all of the uh, all of the physical characteristics upon which junk food is built. You are nullifying all of their research that says if you put the proper amount of fat, salt, and sugar into an item, people will want to eat more of it. You alone are doing that. Me alone. Congratulations. I like the sound of that. Henry, let's give Tom some applause. I'm so impressed by that, there is, Tom. There is a, a quotation on this subject. What's that? But I don't think I'm going to give it to you right now. I might not ever. I don't ever, think you are either. <laughs> I don't, I may not I mean, ever. that's a safe bet. But the, uh, but the quotation, and I can tell you what it was, but, uh -huh. um, it involves uh, Dick Brennan Sr. <gasps> I have to quote him on something today, too. Remind me. Go ahead. Okay. Who? Dick Brennan. <laughs> Dick Brennan. This is, let me make uh, this very clear. I thought about him Dick, today. That's so Dick funny. Dick Brennan Sr. Yes. Okay. Now, Dick Genner. Uh, oh, There's Dickie. Dick Brennan. Dick Brennan, uh, these days, he's, he's not with us That's anymore. That's right. He's. And uh, his family owns Dick Brennan's uh, steakhouse. His family owns Dickie Brennan's. Yeah, and a bunch of others, but they, they're they in different categories because they don't actually owe each one of them. Like, right, they're all split up. They're yeah. all split up. This so Dickie Brennan's, so Bourbon House. Dick Brennan Sr., and then uh, he is, you can go over there right now and have that. 
Dickie. What? And he, a Dickie Brand Steakhouse something. Yeah. You could have a hamburger. He's. Yeah. Right. He has on Fridays midday, they have hamburgers. He has. Yeah. yeah. On Fridays in the bar they have a hamburger. That's right. They uh-huh. do. Yeah. They're a little expensive for me. I thought it was like $15. Mary Lee told and me fries that and everything. I thought it was good. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, good enough. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, fine and then, everything. Uh, the, uh, the other one is Dickie. Okay, another. let's get to Dick. What did he say? Uh, he, he gave us a quotation. Yeah, what is it? He was good for quotations. He's almost like a yogi yeah, bear for I'm not ducking. I think yogi we, we have a we have a, a gap for a break, don't we? We do in a minute. That's why I'm urging you okay. to get through your quotation because we have a okay. guest after that. Yeah, well, uh, and I, that way I can. Oh, uh, oh it's, it. you have give to, me a minute. You have to, you're, you've just thrown the hook into the water and you have to slowly reel it up. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you my own Dick Brennan quotation because I was thinking about him today. Okay. When we went to breakfast at Lalu, which we will talk about in a little while. Um, there was, what was in front of me was so complex. Dick Brennan had a saying which said, when you throw everything in something, you put everything in there and then it tastes like nothing. And I was thinking about that today. Thank you. Thank you. You have stolen my line. Oh, that was it? That was was it. well, maybe he's only good for one my, quotation. Maybe in only, reality, Dick Brennan is only good, good for one quotation. Uh-oh. She walks up and she takes it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, at least it I can remember it. Com- what does that have to do with junk com- food, complete, Tom? Complete, huh? What does that have to do with junk food? Because he hated it as much as, as oh, everybody. Okay. Did. But, oh, okay. but his his quotation has a little reference. Okay. To well, it. I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that quotation when we come back from the bottom of the hour news. We will also be. With Rock Rapashayev, I think that's it. Uh, it's time for Louisiana Radio Network. The state reported 36 more COVID-19 deaths today to bring the state's death toll to just under 3,500. The 36 deaths recorded over the last 24 hours is the highest since May 22nd when the state reported 39 deaths. Governor John Bell Edwards will hold a press conference at 2.30. Phase 2 coronavirus order expires on Sunday. It's been 10 months since the Hard Rock Hotel collapse and the bodies of two workers might finally be recovered from the rubble within a matter of days. The challenges we're facing is making sure that the rescuers can do this recovery safely. New Orleans Fire Chief Tim McConnell says one of the bodies could be recovered by the end of this week. As far as the other body, we believe we'll get to that victim's recovery by midweek the next week. McConnell blames unstable rubble and bad weather for slowing down efforts and says the weather is a constant variable. Now when you get these afternoon showers, it seems like almost every day it's difficult. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana Radio Network. Network. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love karaoke but sing off key, let the good times roll smoke free. 
If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Yes, that is true. I say that every time we hear that, which I wind up dreaming that that one that one little um, rejoinder. I can't get it out of my head. Let's go to Rock, who is on the phone. Thank you for joining us, Rock. I am going to let you pronounce your last name for us. Thank you for having me, Miriam. My, my last name is Pushai. Pushai. Okay. We're just going to call you Rock for today's purposes. That's fine. Though, That's okay? fine. Rock it is. That's fine. <laughs> okay. We met Rock the other day when we went to pick up a pizza at Neely's Pizza. Are you going to keep the name Neely's or are you going to gradually change the name? I'm, I'm thinking to keep the name uh, because it already has been around for over five yes. years at uh-huh. that location. So it has already recognition. And we just think that the most important is the quality of the uh, product. Okay. All right. So let me just ask you, let's start from the beginning because I'm always fascinated by people's stories. So you're from Georgia the country, not the state. So let's get a geography lesson for everyone. Where is Georgia? Of course, it's, it's called the, uh, the region called the Caucasus. It's, it used to be part of our former Soviet Union as, um, as the Soviet regime broke off uh, those little countries, 15 countries split up. And there are three countries in that area, which is uh, Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan, which is the part of Caucasus. Okay. And I didn't realize it was called, I know the mountains are there. I didn't realize that they're called the Caucasus, but um, that's Eastern Europe, correct? Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay. So um, the food there is not known for being all that great, is it? Well, um, the actual food is completely different what we have here. Oh, yeah. uh, all three of those countries, they have very um, extended history, very old history, probably over a thousand years. And that's why uh, they have each of those countries, they have their own unique kitchen, unique cuisine, and it, it is not developed in the United States at all. So, it, Well, it probably in Los Angeles, because there's an enormous Armenian population in Los Angeles. Is there, have you been there? I mean, is there a big, um, I, I haven't been to any Armenian restaurants, but I would imagine in Los Angeles they have a pretty good representation, don't you think? Just never know. Yes, yes, uh, probably yes. And they have a couple of uh, really nice uh, Georgian restaurants in New York City as well. Right, okay. So what kind of things... What kind of things would you see on a Georgian menu? For example, uh, the, the very popular one is it's called Khachapuri. And uh, it's basically a, a variety of a different variety of pizza, which they eat for breakfast. And it has um, a lot of cheese in it with eggs. And um, so basically 
it, it resembles somewhat pizza, but it's not quite pizza. Mm -hmm. Is it like a quiche? Sounds kind of like a quiche. Uh, yes, in a way, you can compare to that, yes. Uh-huh, okay. So how did you wind up here? I mean, I, I, I'm always fascinated when I meet someone from a far-flung place across the world in a place like Mandeville. How did you wind up here? Well, um, I'm a petroleum engineer, and I've been working in oil field for the last uh, uh, probably uh, okay. 15 to 17 years in between Texas and Louisiana. But I always, my wife and myself, we both always had a passion for, uh, for restaurant and for cooking and introducing our culture and our kitchen and our cuisine to the uh, United States and specifically to the city of Mandeville. Um, the population is really great, really kind and beautiful people, and they're really open-minded and they would, I, I believe they would love to try it. But we have to do a, a gradual uh, introduction because it's, it's completely unique and different from the kitchen we have right now in the United States. Okay, so let me, before we get into your plans for Neely's, um, so you, you've been, I, I, you, where did you meet up with your wife who's from Palermo? She has, um, her, her dad is also from Caucasus, but her mom is Italian. So oh. they met there and they lived, and uh, I just met her uh, back in, in, in Caucasus when I was I there. See. Okay. okay. All right. So she's from Palermo, and it's her recipe that you're using for the dough in Neely's now, correct? Yes, ma'am. Uh, she had uh, her grandmother had a, a, a pretty big bakery shop in Italy, and she basically inherited all those little secrets from and uh, as the making dough and modifying dough and making pizzas. And I, when I actually when I've been in Italy, I've I've eaten pizza in several multiple different cities, and they they different from the pizza we have in in. Oh yeah, very much so, very much so. Okay, so. Um, they're different, kind of, sort of, in each place, too, but they're very different from what we call American pizza here. And, and I noticed it immediately when I saw the picture of your pizza. I said, it's looking much more Italian, which is, how would you describe the difference between American pizza and Italian pizza? Well, the, the, main, the main difference uh, probably would be in a dough making process mm -hmm. uh, versus uh, cold cold dough making versus hot dough making, and also um, she has a couple couple of uh, additional um, things which she adds in the dough, which makes it unique. And uh, but she asked me specifically not to not to disclose that because it's like a family secret she keeps. And it's got it's got a unique flavor. I'll give you that. It's definitely got a unique flavor, and it's a really good flavor too. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And also, uh, back in Georgia and Caucasus, they have a uh, some special way of making bread. They make it in a in a large clay domes, uh, buried in the ground, and huh. they basically slap that dough into that dome inside, and it just fire slowly bakes it and when you that bread it tastes nothing like i've never tasted anything like that i mean it just has that specific texture and 
whatever clay does to that uh, the chemical chemical reaction between the clay and dough, it gives it such a unique flavor and taste, which you can only taste in specific bone clays uh, ovens what that huh. they make in Georgia. Okay. So you're not going to, are you, are you gonna, you're going to bring one of those over here? I would love to. And I already have. <laughs> I'll bet you that'll be expensive. Them. Yes. And I already have a couple of them on order, but I need to find out. I'm just working with a fire department right now because that's something completely unique. And I'm not sure if the sprinkler system will be sufficient for that or I have to. So I need to clarify the, that's what I'm working on right now. The, the regulatory requirements if if I'm allowed to do something here. Because that would be super cool. So wait, you said it, it's, it goes in the ground though, right? It's, it's, it yes. goes in the ground? Yes, it's a special domes. Uh, it's, imagine like a, something like a crawfish pot, but it's large and uh, similar shape. And it's made from clay and you just bury it in the ground and it just heats up with fire and yeah. basically well ceramic it, gets hot yeah uh -huh. yes and, it and sounds like a tandoor does that sound like a tandoor tom no no okay <laughs> never mind <laughs> that sounds really great so you're you're thinking this could happen sometime soon yes once we clear uh what the, the regulations requirement because there's nothing like that right now so this is something unique and we basically, uh, the way it's, it's being transported, you cut it on four pieces, and since it's clay, it can be uh, reinstalled back in here. Once we get the, 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 the go-ahead from the fire department and other uh, government bodies, we'll be able to install it in the shop as well. But right now, we're already using the same system with a stone deck oven, which is very similar, and that's why you're getting that taste of the pizza, unique taste of the pizza. It's because of the dough, and uh, we use the same system, same techniques, which we use in Georgia. That's why it's so unique. It, it's, uh, well, it has that, it has that Italian, I call the, the Italian pizza from Italy a, a much doughier, it's like, it's a, it's a pillow of dough around the edges, which usually gets charred and blistered when it's cooked and um i think that the italian pizza in the interior tends to be what i call a limp crust whereas a new york pizza i think the crust sort of stands up a little bit better and is a little stiffer and i like them both i mean it's just it, it's just a matter of how you feel at a particular time they're both delicious but they are very distinctly different i think i'm super excited about this oven though that sounds really fascinating when you told the the fire marshals and you mentioned caucus they probably went huh <laughs> did they <laughs> what are you talking about man um, I'm I'm wondering, are you going to stay in the same location? Because that's a very tiny location, and if you're going to install something like that and and really make a move like that, I mean, that's kind of a big move. Are you going to stay there? Or are you going to move? No, we're going to have to move because uh, the way we wanted to do it, we wanted to actually have customers dining 
and see that's how they do it. Basically, that's what I've seen in Florence, how they do it. And, and we do it exactly the same way in Caucasus as well, where you can leave the experience. You come, you come in, dine in, and you can watch actually us prepping that Doing pizza it. for you, uh-huh. the whole system. So and uh-huh. for that we're gonna need a um, different setup and um, different building probably. So we're gonna uh, probably a larger, larger place. So we're gonna we're gonna be moving out of that. But within the probably at least a year, we we're still planning to stay at the same location and okay. make sure that um, get recognized by all customers and mm-hmm. let them feel the difference in quality because. Our main strive, main achievement, what we're trying to do is the quality. That's that's our primary goal. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's definitely it's definitely different. You can see it right away. All right, we're going to take a break. Can you hold on and and stick with us for a little bit? We want to talk some more about the actual uh, transition from when you took over for Neely's and how you started implementing the changes, and then we'll talk about your future plans again. Okay. Yes, ma'am. We'll be we'll be back with Rock from Neely's Pizza as, right after these messages. Hello, hello, Daniel, the gourmet cellist here. I'm big into coffee, and I've got Parrish Coffee keeping me company in lockdown. This is a great breakfast brew. I guess that's why they say wake up to Parrish. But it remains consistent throughout the day, robust yet mellow at the same time. I love this luxurious coffee, and I can't believe the price. With no idea how long we'll be locked down, it's a good thing I can order it online at parishcoffee.com. See the full lineup there and hashtag wake up to parish. Downtown Covington is home to the English Tea Room, 20 years now. Think Scottish eggs for breakfast, high tea in a truly British setting, scones just like you'd find in Britain. If you can't visit them in Covington, see their tea menu online and order specially blended tea shipped out the next day. But you should visit. Think about a birthday party or a bridal shower there or a high tea. Gift cards are $20 off with a purchase of $100 or $10 with a $50 purchase. The English Tea Room, 734 East Rutland in Covington, EnglishTeaRoom.com. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. We are back here on the Food Show with Rock from Neely's Pizza. And uh, we noticed in the pizza from Neely's when we went the other day, and so we got to talking and discovered some interesting new developments over there. Can I ask a couple of questions? Of course you can. Go ahead. Uh, I was uh, in- intrigued by the uh, uh, all the possibilities there and uh, for new approaches to pizza uh, and I'd, I'd love to see uh, you know what some of the things that they're doing uh, the ingredients that they're using and uh, a little bit of the history you, you can get we just went through the history yeah yeah so uh, and I, I don't have a lot of time today it's good. so a lot of people can make up to putting a pizza together just by asking the right person the right place and using the right uh, uh, ingredients. <clears throat> yeah. uh, audience. Yeah. And because uh, this, I mean, this is part of uh, somebody who is interested in getting something off uh, of the yeah. 
the ship here. So, so uh, uh, just just curious about. It seems like they have uh, uh, to have a lot of things that are conceivably done in the long term, and the short term, and every other term. So Neely's uh, was using basic sort of New York style ovens, which were are, they're not are they they're not conveyor belts, are they? You know, Marion, that's an excellent point. Um, uh, stone deck oven versus conveyor belt. It's it's known fact that you cannot get same taste, same quality from the conveyor belt versus stone deck. Stone deck is much more labor intense, and you have to control every pizza which goes in and out, and that's what makes it unique, and that gives it the the quality and taste to it. Whereas on a conveyor belt, you just basically put the pizzas in and it just goes through the belt and it just comes out. So, yes, stone deck pizzas, considerably more labor intense, but taste-wise, I mean, they cannot be compared. I mean, it's two completely when, different pizzas. When you say stone, are you talking about each pizza is put on like a pizza stone? Or are you talking about the oven itself is stone? Basically, we use blugged ovens, and they have a bit like a shelf, large shelves, and they have thick stone which goes to 550 degrees, and okay. it's being baked on that stone deck. Okay. And that okay. gives it also unique flavor. But had it been clay, it would have been even more tasty. I mean, clay yeah. would give it just incredible taste. So, so were the Neelys before you took it over? They were using the stone. Yes, they were, but uh, we changed the dough, we changed the cheese, uh, we used different cheese, uh, we changed the sauce, and we're not using, they have canned sauces, but we use nothing like that. Everything what we use, we make by own Italian, my wife's grandmother's Italian recipe, so we buy ingredients and we cook our own pizza sauce, we make our own dough in special way. And we buy special cheese for that. It's Italian cheese, high, high quality cheese. And yeah, you can definitely taste the difference. You can. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. Any deviation from it, uh, the customers will feel it. Sometimes yeah, well, I they, felt bad after you told me a little bit about your background. I felt bad ordering a pepperoni pizza <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> a, a pepperoni pizza is for people who eat New York pizza and just, you know, they're really not into the, the really kind of gourmet stuff. So what other kind of ingredients do you have there? For my next pizza, what should I get? Well, first of all, I would like to offer to all your listeners who's going to come and try our pizza 15% discount just to try it and get the real taste of it. And then we have a big variety starting from people who meat lovers and vegetarians. So we can cover both of the sides as a supreme pizza component with different kind of meat versus vegetarian pizza, spinach pizza, or eggplant pizza, which we make with garlic, and it's really delicious. Or our hachapuri pizzas, Jordan hachapuris, are, like I mentioned, for breakfast, they're really delicious, and they come with cheese. Wait, and, you, wait, and you can get one of those right now? You can get one of, of those course, right yeah. now? Yes, ah. ma'am, absolutely. And what's it called again? It's it's hachapuri. It's it's a Georgian word for since they invented it, uh, 
It's called Khachapuri pizza, and it is available. It's preferably be eaten like for breakfast or brunch because it, it's with eggs, but it's just a matter of choice. It can be eaten for lunch and dinner as well. Well, you're not open for breakfast, are you? We start at 11 o'clock, and okay. if we get our bigger orders, we can accommodate and open a little bit early and get them down for breakfast as well. If it's a How do you spell order. that? How do you spell that word? Oh, well, it's a Georgian word, and it's going to be a difficult, but um, I don't know, honestly, how to spell it. But it's it on the menu? Like, if you looked at the menu and you saw this word, you'd go, okay, this is weird. What is this? So it, you would know that's the one? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You, you, okay. Will, you will find it on uh, nealispizzeria.com. We have uh, um, the latest menu uploaded uh, a few weeks ago, and it has the, the latest updates, such as eggplant pizza, Spanish pizza, vegetarian pizza. We have very popular our carnivore pizza and Neela's special. They're very popular pizzas. You know, there's something there's something wrong about you talking about a carnivore pizza because you're you're talking in these really um, gourmet, real Italian, European kinds of ingredients and methods and then then you get to the basic old american carnivore you know <laughs> but we like our carnivore pizza <laughs> what what kind of meats do you have you have the basic all the basic ones that we would order yes ma'am absolutely we use our highest quality meat we use beef pork we have our chicken breast we have turkey we have ham and we modify, we adjust to customer needs. We make, we make different kinds of pizza. You can make your pizza yourself as a customized pizza the way you want it. We, we're just going to recommend you, for example, with the garlic snapper we have, some, some people ask him to put a marinara red sauce, but it doesn't taste well with marinara sauce. It goes with garlic butter sauce. So that's the best way to go. So with a slight adjustment, we can, you can customize and build your own delicious pizza with us as well. And how long have you been uh, the proprietors of Neely's? It's been about six months, you told me, huh? Yes, ma'am. About six months. We, we had to close for about a month and a half uh, uh, due to circumstances with the virus. But since then, we've been open and serving public. Okay. So um, have people noticed the difference? I mean, we noticed the difference, but have people noticed that it's, it's a different kind of pizza? Absolutely. We get it every day. Uh, we get people calling us just with, uh, and that's the biggest reward for us. They're just calling us, thanking us. And some people, when we close for Monday and Tuesday, they get real upset. They, they, they don't know what to eat. They call us and they get upset. And we, we just tell them, guys, we, we have to take a little break too. So. <laughs> they're very happy and they feel the difference. Okay. That's exciting. I'm really excited about that. All right. So if you, so you're going to, you're really going to offer people 15% off if they, if you, uh, if they heard it on the show? With a great pleasure. It will be our pleasure to get our new customers and introduce our pizza, of course. Okay. So then I'm just going to say, if you go to Neely's Pizza or you order a pizza from Neely's, um, and, and go pick it up because you're only. It sounds like it looks to me like you're only doing pickup right now, huh? I mean, there weren't any places to sit down in there. Well, uh, we can uh, due to our, due to our virus right now, we kind of limit 
uh, the dining. So we just do mostly pickup and deliveries. And uh, unless it gets, sometimes it gets really hectic. We get way too much deliveries and we can't handle it. Then we ask them to pick it up. But we do for larger groups, we can accommodate actually dinings as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else on the menu besides pizza? Do you do any kind of salads and are those special in some way? Of course, we have four different kinds of salads. We have Greek salad with delicious uh, feta cheese. We have seafood oh, I bet salad. You that's we have good. Italian salad. We have mm -hmm. artichoke salad. And you can modify your salad. We can add some chicken breast to it. And we have other requirements. We can, we can, we can add a lot of stuff to your salad, make it even better. Then we have strombolis. We have <gasps> calzones. Oh, yeah, stromboli. Good. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna come over there, and the, this time that we went, we just sort of said, okay, we're just gonna go pick up a pizza somewhere that we haven't been in a while. But um, I'm gonna definitely inspect your menu a little bit and and try something different because it's it's got lots of possibilities. That's for sure. All right. So 15% off if you tell them when you order your pizza that you heard it on the show. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. And that's just today or like is just any time that they call if they say they heard it on the show or what? Yes, pretty much any time. Yes, that's fine. Okay, that's good because, you know, people don't always listen today. You know, they sometimes listen on a podcast too. Anyway, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we're very excited and uh, we'll definitely see you soon. Come see us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so right. much. Take care. Bye-bye. That is Rock and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, um, but he is from Georgia. If you, you missed the first down? part of the show, I do. I think it's Rapa Shayev. <clears throat> and his wife is from Palermo, and they have taken over mm. Neely's Pizza, and it is being um, rapidly a more European-style pizza. I'm trying to think of places that you would get that over on the North Shore. I think that Oak Oven has that, and... Um, Maribo. Mm -hmm. Not too much. Uh, stone pizza. But this is definitely this is definitely the real deal. From oh, I can tell. Real deal. I, I yeah. can tell it because uh, I've been there a few times. It's a great addition to uh, the Mandeville dining scene, and I'm super excited that he's going to bring some of his native cuisine into the menu, and I'm um, I'm anxious to try that because it's and I, and we'll see we'll see how that goes with the Mandeville crowd because I. I always laughed when um, when Vic Garretts, <clears throat> who we've had on the show a couple of times, came to the Chimes as the corporate chef, and he was talking about how they had to make some changes immediately because the Covington palate was different from much more quote sophisticated <laughs> than the one in Baton Rouge. So. I was I was marveling at that, and I felt that way about Mandeville too until until Habanero started doing as well as they were. So maybe we are indeed ready for some Georgian food here, and I would uh, I would like to go try that. Anyway, we will be back to talk some more about uh, various foolishness having to do with food, and uh, we have some restaurant reports. And um, it was a big breakfast in Mandeville today. So we'll be talking about that. And we'd like to take your calls if you would like to talk to us. 556-9696 is the number. I just want to mention again, 
If you go to Neely's Pizza in Mandeville and tell them that you heard rock on the show, uh, you'll get 15% off your order, which I think sounds interesting because they've got a lot of good things over there. I mean, I might go, I go do that myself. We have some pizza left over from the other day, but uh, we'll definitely have another one soon. It is Ernest Hemingway's birthday. We're going to talk a little bit about him when we come back after the top of the hour news, which is happening right now from the Louisiana Radio Network. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. Secretary Kaylee McEnany says the president will take action. Democrats continue to put politics above peace while this president seeks to restore law and order. McEnany speaking during a White House briefing continues. By any objective standard, the violence, chaos, and anarchy in Portland is unacceptable. Riders on Monday were tearing away the protective barrier of the Portland Federal Courthouse piece by piece. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says he hopes the United States and United Kingdom can work out a quick trade deal. Pompeo in London on Tuesday meeting with UK leaders to discuss a number of issues. And President Trump's coronavirus briefings resume today. It will come as many states are dealing with outbreaks of the virus. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Speaking on the Senate floor, Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer of New York, without proof, is slamming Republican leaders for crafting a new coronavirus stimulus bill behind closed doors. Writing a bill in your own office without any input from Democrats, dropping it on the floor and demanding that Democrats support it is no one's idea of bipartisanship. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio is asking Attorney General Bill Barr to conduct an immediate review into the Planned Parenthood Federation of America's participation in the Paycheck Protection Program. Rubio is also asking the SBA to conduct a full investigation into how 37 Planned Parenthood affiliates applied for and improperly received a total of $80 million in loans from the PPP. Planned Parenthood's employee size is about 16,000 employees nationwide, which would make them uneligible for the PPP loans. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
Video meeting apps have grown up. Now users need them too. Zoom saw daily meeting participants soar to a peak of 300 million people in the last quarter, up from 10 million before the coronavirus pandemic. Roughly two-thirds of U.S. workers who have been working from home would prefer to continue working remotely as much as possible when the pandemic restrictions are even lifted. That's according to a new Gallup poll. Tracy Tudor is the first female real estate broker on Bravo's hit TV show, Million Dollar Listing. She's also the author. It's going to be a muggy, warm night. going to be another hot afternoon tomorrow. But uh, some relief may be nearby. Some scattered shower and thunderstorm activity developing around the midday hours. On into part of the afternoon. Early morning tomorrow starts off at 80. We'll go to a high of lower 90s. Once again, it could feel like 100 to 104 or so the heat index. Better chance of the afternoon storms with a lot of deep layered tropical moisture coming in with the tropical wave off the Gulf. Wednesday on into Thursday, Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Molecules of uh, all sorts of things. Coming from Bluey, Mary Ann is here. So we have Mary Ann. And uh, she is uh, here. We're talking about. Uh, some amazing Dos things today. I'm going to just strictly <laughs> run over into the thing that I'm uh, interested in. Uh, okay. The thing, the, in, the thing I'm buckle not, your seatbelts, folks. Yeah. Go anyway, ahead. The, uh, uh, there is uh, a pizza uh, with stone pizza beds. This, these are the ones you have not seen many of these. Although, if you were to look for it, you would be able to find it. There's a place uh, on Ferret Street, for example, in New Orleans. They have it. On Cora? On, no. They're not far from there, but that's where they are. And if you were to go there, you would, uh, go ahead. You would find uh, that they not only have this magnificent black uh, Oh, the solid, oven, the pizza oven. The, the oven. Yes, from and, Italy. And then, yeah. And, but it's they have it here and there. You know who else has one? Um, Sophia has a beautiful yeah. pizza oven. Well, yeah, that's right. So anyway, uh, I want those kinds of pizzas. Uh, it, the first time you ever set your foot in uh, any player, any player you want to go, any way in you Italy, do it, anywhere in Italy, yeah, uh-huh. and you'll see it all, and you'll say there's something on a level here well, that heat. is way way it gets to 800 degrees well whatever it is that's that works and now we have someone who has come to visit us we do don't we uh, i don't we, think so we were gonna uh, i thought we were here to talk about this boost uh being around here dos vidanya Tom was saying on the break that he took four years of russian and i said four years of russian Just three Three years of Russian, and all you can say is dosvidanya. No, no, no. That's no. That's zdradnya. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway, enough Russian. Um, <clears throat> I want to go back to to Neely, so in order properly, 
I don't want to order my my basic boring pepperoni. It, he must have been horribly insulted when I ordered a pepperoni pizza <clears throat> and then asked to put it all on one side. So Tom, today is <clears throat> Ernest Hemingway's birthday, and you wrote in here that his books always include a lot of eating and drinking, as he was really into all of that. And in A Farewell to Arms, you were struck by the sheer quantity of booze that the characters ingested. That was kind of his, that was kind of his um, trademark, wasn't it? <clears throat> I mean, he was a drunk, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he gave his share. Yeah, absolutely. And Lucius Beebe was also, ah, very it's Francis Parkinson Key's birthday. People who set the standards of the New Yorker magazine. Oh, is that right? More than anybody. Wait, uh, I thought his, he was, was he the railroad guy? No, that's, it was a related fellow. Uh, you're talking about, uh, I thought it was he has Lucius a railroad Beebe. connection. Yeah, I thought it was Lucius Beebe. I thought he wrote something about no, the Lu rails. Beebe was a... <laughs> Man about town, uh, kind of a real swinging sort of guy. Uh -huh. uh, in the throughout the entire city, he had his own television uh, the, the, show. Really, the show, yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, in Las Vegas, I mean, what? everything you read about this guy makes you think. <laughs> Wait a minute, he just finished shooting Marvadillo, uh -huh. and no, well, he didn't really. Uh -huh. Okay, but the. Uh, well, what you have in here, Tom, is, oh, he's got, oh, my gosh, he's got a top hat on. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, when it's his birthday, we'll have to say something about that. Oh, it was February 4th. Um, <clears throat> he uh, suggested, you have in here, that Francis Parkinson Kyes was born today in 1885 and that she wrote, among other things, dinner at Antoine's. Yeah. Was she, is she from here? Is she from here? No, I think she was someone who came to, uh, we're not in there anyway, uh -huh. right now, anyhow. But the, uh, the. Uh, as, a, as a result of the popularity of that book, Dinner at Antoine's, yeah. and, and Lucius Beebe suggested to the Brennans that they create breakfast at Brennan's, which right. they did. So. Breakfast, what was dinner at Antoine's? Have you ever read that book, Tom? If you did not read that book, can, I can't believe you no, didn't I have read it. that book. If, if I were anywhere near home, I would, uh, uh -huh. I would give it to you. Uh -huh. uh, I have the book itself. Okay, so you did read the book. What was yeah. it about? I guess dinner uh, at Antoine's. It's a, it's, no, it's, a, uh, it's a, what do you call? Uh, oh, so she lived here. A whole, a lot. Francis Parkinson Kyes lived here. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the people who did the spinoff of that. Um, you're and talking about Breakfast at Brennan's, Lucius Beebe? we got to get you off we, of Lucius Beebe. Uh, let's, um, let's just move past Lucius Beebe. How about K-Star? Can I get you on to K-Star? No, not off the top of my head. <laughs> no, because it's her birthday today, too. Ah, well, it's, yeah, K-Star. The will come out of that will show which, which direction it's going in. Okay. Uh Today is the feast day of St. Victor of Marseille. He's one of the patron saints of flour millers. He's also the patron of cabinet makers. Tom, Marseille has given us a number of dishes that are very popular worldwide. Is Marseille mm -hmm. where place. bouillabaisse was 
for some reason, I think of Marseille as being the place that bouillabaisse came from. Am I wrong mm -hmm. about that? No, that's exactly right. Okay. So they eat a lot of fish and kinds of things like that, right, in Marseille? Uh, yeah, I think of it as being a place where it's you, a very it's, a, it's a fisherman's, it's a fisherman's town. It's definitely uh -huh. a wrong side of the tracks kind of place. And then they make their bouillabaisse. Bouillabaisse. Bouillabaisse, right. Okay. Anyway, uh, I know that, that Marseille has, uh, has been sort of the home base for certain kinds of dishes, bouillabaisse being one of them. We had a really good lunch, not lunch, we had a good breakfast today, just for something to do. We went down to Mandeville, to almost the Mandeville lakefront, <clears throat> to a place called La Lou. La Lou, Louisiana, and La Louisiana. Took me a while to figure that out. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, I never really bothered to figure it out. It is a, it's an unusual name. It's, a, it's sort of a strange name. All right, let's go to the phones. Who do we have? Don, the gourmet neighbor. Hello there. Well, Don, the gourmet Good. waiter. No, no, waiter is Ron. Don is the gourmet neighbor. There you go. We got it straight You see, Don, if you had let Henry play your music like I told you guys to do, then I'm it wouldn't be a confusing thing. Wait, your music... Uh, my neighbor, but I can I can appreciate the fact that you don't like that. <clears throat> no, he so we'll just have to we'll just have to smack Tom and say no. It's Don, the gourmet neighbor. <laughs> Go ahead. It, it's probably more fun. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? Don? Ron, well, it's Ron, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's Don, Tom. Go Don, ahead. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah, move. Let's move past let's the name. <laughs> uh, okay. So of course you know we had the big eating weekend this weekend. Yes, I want to hear about it. Eat, we did. I'm you know, we had not been to a restaurant August in forever, and I could slap myself because that was probably one of the best meals I have had in years and years and years. Oh, my goodness, really? Huh. It was, it was over the top. I mean, I felt normal when I went there. I actually got to put on a suit. I got to put on a tie and sit in a restaurant with other people in suits and ties, and I felt whole for just three hours. I felt whole. So Good. It was worth it. Uh, the amuse-bouge has to be the best in the city. It's that sweet corn. It comes in, a, in, a, in an actual eggshell, and there's roasted garlic on the bottom with like this sweet corn pudding, some creme fraiche, and caviar. And when you mm. see it, you say, boy, this looks ostentatious. This is good. I could have eaten a half dozen of those and been done. It was that good. Best I've ever had. I have a saying that I that I I'm proud of myself for saying. You're in trouble if the amuse bouche is the most amusing thing on the menu, or the amusing thing you have that night. But that's not well, the it, case it, here. That's not the case. Fo yeah. Followed it up with a terrific uh, beet salad on top of some whipped goat cheese. That was delicious. Um, and then you're going to appreciate this. I had a sous vide rib chop. That was then wood-fired wood -fired to temperature, topped with hot buttered crab. Oh, my goodness. That, that was over the top. The, the worst part about this was you had to do all four courses, and you uh. could not eat. The, I found that the courses were much larger than they used to be. So, oh, that's good. I mean, 
we would eat all we ate was half of everything that came to us. Uh, my wife had the lobster ravioli, so there must have been eight whole raviolis. You know, really? That were silver dollar size in a in a cream sauce. I'm telling you, if there was not at least a quarter pound of of knuckle lobster meat mixed in with that, there was none. Wow! Just chunks of lobster. It was delicious. She did the soft shell crab amandine, which had a slight um, spicy flavor to the sauce, which was delicious. Uh-huh. And I that did sounds the fried oysters. Good choice. The fried oysters uh, were part of my course. I mean. They were absolutely greaseless. They were perfectly fried. They were just everything was over the top. So was so was wow. the bill. And everything so was the bill, but that's a whole other story. So Well, no, we have to take a break cuz I want I want I want to ahead. hear about your whole weekend. So, uh, we're okay. going to take a break. Can you hold on for a little bit? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. we're going to come back. That sounds great. Yummy. You know, he's not known for I mean, I've never experienced tremendous Portions there. I've always found the food to be really exquisitely gourmet and delicious, but small portions, generally speaking. So I'm glad to see that that you you know got a, a little more oomph to, for your bucks there. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with Don, the gourmet neighbor, when we come back. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish and the seafood boat. Carnival Time Lounge has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-304. One four six nine. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. 
nice to uh, have Bistro Orleans back with us. If you go over there, say hello to Chef Archie for us. He is a longtime friend and advertiser with the food show. So back to Don, the gourmet neighbor. I want to hear about that hotel stay. So the food sounds delicious. What did you What did you have at the end of the meal? Um, they they brought out an I had an orange deberge cake, which actually tasted like a dreamsicle. It was very yeah. Very it sounds good. like I'm it. Really, I'm not that big on orange, but the dreamsicle flavor was very nice, clean. It was a good way to end. Uh, then Shannon had a, a pot de creme, which was uh, of course. Delicious, extremely oh. rich. You take two, you take two bites, and you're done. It was just it was no, delicious. you don't. No, you don't. You finish the whole thing if you're a chocoholic, <laughs> and you say, "Oh my, well, it's pot crown." Go ahead. Look, we were we were just across the street. I, at the end of the meal, I asked if they had like a, a wheelbarrow, or if I could call across to the court to see if they could. Send <laughs> that a is so unusual to be coming from August, <clears throat> feeling that way. I even said that to to my server. And he said, yes. He said, now that we've come back, the portions are larger. The veal chop was, was tremendous. The veal chop had to be, it was bone and it had to be a 12-ounce veal chop, at least. So it was, mm. I wished I could finish it and I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. But that was an excellent use of the sous vide, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so, and, uh, and you do say so, so go ahead. Perfect. It was perfect. Uh, the next evening, we went to uh, Mr. B's, which, of course, you know, without saying, it, it's still just as good as it, as it ever was. It, it's just yeah. delicious. Their, their wood-grilled fish had a beautiful piece of red fish topped with uh, jumbo lump crab meat, uh, of course, that lemon butter sauce, and it was just the perfect piece of fish. Everything was delicious there. Um, we did make it on Sunday. We did make it to Saj. And, oh, you uh, did? We, we, met, we did, and we met Sam, the owner, who is one of the nicest people you, ever, you will ever meet. It's a beautiful little restaurant, and he is so proud of it. And when I walked in and he, he sat us down and asked, well, this place is, is really pretty. It's, it's, an, it's a very attractive restaurant. He said, oh, I'm so glad you like it. I picked out everything myself. So it was, <laughs> you, you could tell from the beginning his heart was in this. And um, uh-huh. I actually had to have a talk with him at the end because of his prices. His prices. So we ordered... Um, for lack of a better word, I'm not sure. It was, it was a, an appetizer of four different dishes, and it was, you know, the baba ganoush. It was the... Yeah, the uh, meza. Yeah, meza. The meza, yes. And the bread was everything. It was delicious. Oh, it God, the bread delicious. is so killer. <gasps> and it's so different, isn't it? Because it's thin. Yeah, yeah. It's made on a... We, there's a review in it today uh, in nomenu.com mm-hmm. on Saj, but it's a bread... That is made on some kind of dome and cooked from the bottom, yeah. and that's the name of the bread. It's it's uh, I've never seen it or heard about it, Me but either. it's super cool. And you know, it was really cool when it comes out hot. It's somewhat soft and flexible, but as it sits through the meal, it sort of gets crispy. Yeah, it does. Uh, and if you put it in the oven and yeah. heat it, it gets really uh-huh. crispy, and it's delicious. It was, I could have just eaten that. I mean, yeah. but the portions, were, six people could have eaten this appetizer. It was huge, and it was $24. Yeah, um, yeah. Then my, my wife got the uh, gyro, which is served differently. It was served uh, in like three little, three little slabs of the gyro. It wasn't the traditional shaved gyro. Had to be the best I've ever had. It was oh, really? so flavorful. It was 
delicious. I just did the chicken shawarma because I was already full at this point. That was delicious. And, I, you know, and the bill came to like $50. Of course, yeah. you're bringing your own alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> but but, I, but I, I even told Sam at the end, I said, Sam, you gotta you got to either scale the portions back or charge a little more money. I said, because, I mean, we left half of the appetizers. We were in a hotel, uh-huh. so I wasn't taking them. But, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a lot of food nobody's eating there. But, you know, I, I appreciated what he's doing. I think he's going to be a success. It's a great like new it. addition for sure. I was going to say, especially the location, I would love to, I would love to see now – some type of Asian upscale restaurant in that vicinity. I would, it's, it's nice to see the ethnic restaurants, especially upscale ethnic restaurants, coming to that particular block. Yeah, And yeah. If, you, if you drive down Magazine, there are a lot of things leaving. So I hope, that, uh, I hope they can make it. If it's based upon the food, they will absolutely make it. And, you know, it was nice after spending a fortune all weekend to be able to bring a really nice, <laughs> nice bottle of Camus that I had at the house and uh-huh. just sip on that throughout the whole meal. And I didn't have to worry about buying an $80 bottle of wine. So it was nice. Uh-huh. It was nice. As long as you know in advance that it's, be, you know, bring your own liquor. As long as you know that going in. I, I think if I walked in and wouldn't have known that, I would have been disappointed. But um, yeah. I checked that out uh-huh. before I went. But hotel was great. It is as beautiful as ever. Rooms were great. Lots of changes over there. They were very accommodating. They were very precautious. They, they did everything the right way. Uh, of course, the bar at the pool was closed, but they would still serve you, so that was nice. The only thing that was really weird, uh, the other couple in the, in the other room had ordered breakfast Sunday morning. And, you know, when you're at the Windsor Court and you order breakfast, you expect to see it wheeled in, you know, the the domes, the whole, you know, China, everything. It was served in boxes in a paper bag, and they knock on the door and left it at the door. Oh, gosh. That was it. And it was still $80. That shook you back to reality, huh? You went to August, and it was like you were normal, and bam, right back to reality. It's like, you know, did did, did you just order from Uber Eats? I mean, what, what did you do? But look, all in all, it was. I urge anyone who can, and not just the Windsor Court, take a couple of days. And look, if you can do it midweek, it's even less expensive. Go have a two-day staycation in a hotel downtown. Go eat at, at our restaurants for as long as we can and support these people because they need us right now. Well, I know you're doing your share. I know you are. Well, actually, you're doing yeoman's work. You're doing the share of a bunch of people. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? And if you can afford to do so, please tip more than you would have. You know, have you, you now, now here's, here's a question for you, Don. Have you gained mm-hmm. weight in COVID? No. No, no. Lots, I mean, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not exactly petite. You've seen me. But no, I have not. Nope. Because uh-huh. I know you've I been, mean. like I said, you've been working it out there. You've been... You've been supporting people well, in a way, but I guess you always do that. So, how's your keto? Uh, yeah, how's yeah, your well, keto well, thing going? Oh, that went straight to hell. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't sound like you were ketoing <laughs> over the weekend. 
I mean, I, I think between between the four of us, we had at least six bottles of champagne in three days. Oh so, my gosh! No, Keto did, <laughs> did not. You know what, Don? I really do want to be your neighbor. I really do, because you and your buds uh, sure do have a good time. That's all I can say. Well, you know, I, I said it before all of this because I had a grandfather years ago who became very ill, and in his whole life, he said, "When I retire, I'm going to." When I retire, I'm going to. Well, when he retired, he laid in the bed with Parkinson's for 15 years. So he didn't do anything. So all that lesson taught me was if you can do something and you want to do something, you'll never regret, just no regrets, just go do it. And if it wasn't what you wanted to do, well, I'm not going to do that again. But tomorrow is not given to any of us. So live your life. That is what we're here to do and enjoy it. I'm with you, man. I'm totally with That's you. That's it. As so, always, thank you for calling. I uh, was hoping fun. to hear from you sometime soon about your weekend because I'm I'm I, green yeah. with envy at uh, at no. the Windsor Court thing, and I, I <laughs> it was very I'm devastated was very to hear nice. that those rooms that I have stayed in so many times are now mm. a little out of reach. I mean, well, you know, I, w- I would spend that someplace like Daniele, you know, but not the Windsor Court. Well, and you know what's going to happen? And I, as I laid by the pool, my wife and I looked and I said, boy, you know what? When that Four Seasons opens, this place is going <laughs> to have an issue. It's going to have an issue. Uh, you know? <laughs> all I can say. All I can. I can't wait to say. You know, I am really actually not a Four Seasons fan, so I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. Why is that? I don't. I don't know. Now, look, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience with the Four Seasons. Um, The one in Houston doesn't move me at all. That's the cheap one. Yeah, that's that's not. I don't even know why it's part of it. Um, True, but. Let's see. The la- I've not been to the ones out in California, which my son is a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I guess I could put it this way: any four seasons that I that I can afford, I don't like. <laughs> well, you can. You know, they're they're always now, now. Don is very good at picking up the phone, and I get and I call locally. I don't call the regular reservation line, uh-huh. and it'll, yeah. it'll take me about thirty minutes. And when I'm finished. I'm in the thousand dollar room for two hundred and fifty dollars a night. You just okay. Well, we got to talk then. You, I got to learn your lessons. I got <laughs> Don. Teach me. Teach me. Anyway, we got to go. We've got to break at the bottom of the hour. So always good to talk to you. Thank you good for calling. We have a break now. The Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back after that. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The National Hurricane Center is giving a disorganized area of showers and thunderstorms near Cuba a medium chance of developing into a tropical depression over the next five days as it moves into the Gulf of Mexico. State climatologist Barry Kimes says sea surface temperatures are prime for development. This is one that we clearly need to watch as it's basically drifting over into our direction. So this, this one does have some potential to become a Louisiana problem. That being said, Kimes does not expect the system to develop into a hurricane. New Orleans Fire Superintendent Tim McConnell is optimistic they will recover the remains of two New Orleans construction workers who died when the Hard Rock Hotel construction site collapsed last October. McConnell says they hope to get to one of the bodies by the end of the week and the other by July 29th. Because of the amount of debris that the the victims are under, uh, we would not have taken this long. We're over 10 months now. Very frustrating for, obviously, rescuers who do this for a living. Louisiana Radio Network. 
president. Uh, there are reports coming out there. People in Louisiana are not social distancing and gathering in masses around newsstands to get their hands on copies of Tiger Rag magazine. You'd be surprised at how many people are taking it. I happen to be taking it. Let me get this clear. You're picking up copies of Tiger Rag magazine. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. They do have some great coverage of LSU sports. It's not good. I'll tell you right. Tiger Rag magazine. Online at TigerRag.com and on newsstands today. If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love karaoke but sing off-key, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 one four six nine. I get misty just holding your hand. All right. Yep. He uh, I he's my idol. He's my uh, Don the Gourmet Neighbor is my idol. He's um, who? <laughs> five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to chat with us. That's what we're here for. Just blathering on about food. Otherwise. Um, Tom has, uh, in, in this new world in which we live, um, I don't know about Don's life is certainly not slowed down at all, but ours has. And, um, you know, it's kind of, we do the show from two to four. So if, you know, if we're going to do lunch, it's got to be close by. And then, you know, dinner, we have to drive across the lake after the show. So it's not... It's not been really conducive to a lot of dining out. So Tom is wondering, well, what are we doing today? And I, I tried to explain this morning. You know, it's not like it's not like your life was all that exciting before. Basically, you worked all day in front of the computer and then went out to dinner at night. But Don, the gourmet neighbor, now if he stopped doing what he's doing, that would really be traumatic, I would think, because he's out all the time eating and drinking and dining and and going out with his friends, and he's got uh, he's got the life, I would say. Five five six nine six nine six. We went down to so for excitement today. This is what we did. We went down to Lalu. Lalu in Mandeville, right off the lakefront. Yeah, and had breakfast, and we sat outside. And it was really quite busy. All of the tables outside were busy. I don't know what they were like inside. But um, the menu was shockingly large. I mean, it was, this is the old uh, broken egg, which, um, whose popularity has always sort of mystified us. Are there any broken eggs here locally now? Because I know they started in that location. Uh, there was a, there were quite a few in the New Orleans area 
Yeah, at one but time. there may still be some, but I haven't. I was looking yeah. for one the other day, and it's not yeah. at all. So, well, but I guess I didn't look hard enough. I remember that um, the original Broken Egg is where Lalu is it now. Is today, yeah. And I remember, I think this was like in the 90s, the guy who owned it had gone to some place in San Diego. They were mechanics, as I understand. I don't think or, so. It was, it was something like that. They were very uh, well-skilled uh, people I, I don't, in I don't architecture. Know. Anyway, so he found this place in San Diego and decided to essentially replicate it here. It was not a franchise. I don't think it was, anyway. And then they started popping up all over. And on the North Shore, it was really all the rage. And then they, there's a broken egg. I don't know if the guy who started it here, if these are his franchisees or what. But I know there was one that was um, in the old Carmelo on 22, but that's not there anymore. And then there there were others, yep. and then they just sort of have kind of – they expanded rap rapidly, and then as often happens, they shrink back and contract. So there's one um, by Katie's on the South Shore, and currently I think that's like the only one that I know of now. But anyway, the um, – okay. So um, – Lalu is what is what came after the broken egg, and it's it's a much different menu. It's really a huge menu. I want to go back for lunch. I didn't realize that the lunch menu was as large as it is, and so um, I got I got they have this like the specialty section, and I got um, it was crab cake trying to think of the name of it it was it was it was a big pile of stuff is what it was mm. and as Sounds soon good. as and as soon as i saw it come to the table and i tasted it that's when i thought about the dick brennan quote which was if you put too much stuff and and you keep piling the stuff on after a while it tastes like nothing that was not the case i actually loved this it was a grit cake, and on top of that was a crab cake, and on top of all of that was an andouille cream sauce, and the grit cake had spinach in it and a bunch of other things, and I'm going to have to look up the, the menu so I can get all of these ingredients because there were considerable numbers of ingredients and um i loved it it was it was massive it was like eight, 15 dollars and it was really really large too much i didn't eat but half and um it came with like two crostini and it was it was good it was really good there was like shaved parmesan on top of it it was everything but the kitchen sink and and i liked it i i was surprised at how much i liked it and then you got you got a couple of things didn't you you got an, some sort of egg scramble yeah 
You got an egg scramble, and you got the waffle, too, which was kind of cute. It had um, an imprint of a fleur-de-lis in it. Anyway, it was... It was, I really loved what I had, and I am probably going to eat it for dinner as well because it was that big. But uh, they have just a massive, massive menu. I'm trying to see the, the specialty section because I can read what I had, which was a crab cake Napoleon. That's what it was. It was a grit cake, and it had, um, it had shrimp. It had... Andouille cream sauce. It had um, Parmesan crusted crostini, and it had like onions and peppers and um, spinach in it. So it was like everything I would have put in an omelet or a crab Benedict, and it was it was excellent actually. But I did have that thought about Dick Brennan when it came to the table, and it was about six inches high and took up a whole plate mm -hmm. and it had all those different ingredients. The andouille was really spicy and it made the cream sauce spicy and it was just really good, very cheesy and creamy. Anyway, definitely not locale. And I don't know what was in your scramble. You were looking to get like a chorizo. Me? Yeah, I think you were getting a tamale uh, benedict at one point. I yeah, I think you were looking to get a tamale Benedict and then changed your mind and wound up getting um, some sort of scramble. But they also had uh, biscuits. They had a little mm -hmm. like biscuit presentation. They were pretty good. Yeah, I, mean, not I didn't horrible. think they were brilliant, but they weren't bad either. And you could get pimento cheese biscuits. So I thought that that meant that pimento cheese was in it, but it was just served with it. All right, let's go to the phones. Who do we have? Ron, the gourmet waiter, Tom. Again, hey, didn't he just? Good afternoon. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying How to explain. Don, the gourmet neighbor, and Ron, the gourmet waiter, are not twins separated oh, at birth. Good. Hello. They can only be good for that. Don, Wait, the gourmet neighbor, eats out more than I do, but I oh, cook no, no, in no. a lot more than he does. So we, it's a perfect tag team. Don, the gourmet neighbor, eats out more than anyone, I think, except Tom in his heyday, who ate okay. out breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Okay, now, speaking of, speaking of Tom in his heyday, okay. Marianne, I emailed you a picture of a Time Saver store, which is now a restaurant called The Blue Tomato. Oh, and I was wondering, yes, if, I was yes, wondering uh -huh. if that was the Time Saver that Tom used to work in. A while back. It was. Way back. Wasn't that, Tom, wasn't that like one of your original places? I don't it know. It was on Central Avenue in Jefferson Highway. Time saver number oh, one. They, they did have one there. That was time saver number four. You see, Tom will know all the time savers. Yeah. I love doing that with the uh, <laughs> With the, the Montgomery's. <laughs> from, huh? When Tom runs into uh, Monty Montgomery, Montgomery he wants to play this game where uh, he, yeah. he talks about the give time saver. Give me a location. I'll give you a number. <laughs> Anybody want to give that a it's try? It's pretty bizarre. I have well, to Tom, say. Tom used to do the Anybody zip code take a game, shot correct? That? This is an unusual uh, kind of. Uh, yes, trick. Tom, be Tom quiet used to do and the let zip code game. What he was going to say. He's trying to give it to okay. you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All uh, right, Tom. If, you're, if we're going to play the zip code game, and I'm going to give you the address, it's 1304 St. Anthony Street in New Orleans. What's my zip code? St. Anthony Street. Yes, sir. 
70124. Close. I, I don't think uh, that was a store. I might be no, wrong. Well, you're, I'm, I'm asking you for my zip code. We used to play this game. <laughs> the what? He wants to play the zip code game, Tom. Remember the zip yeah, code game uh -huh, you used yeah. to play? Yeah, I still do it. Okay, so he's St. giving Anthony you the St. Street. Anthony address. What's the zip code? Okay, I'm sorry. When both of you talk, I can't hear either one of them. So, 1304 St. Anthony Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's the corner of St. Anthony and Marais in Treme. Okay, yeah, that's uh, in the Treme section. And I don't think they were there. I really don't think they were there. Was I wrong, yeah, 70124? 70116 is my zip code. Anyway, we were talking about breakfast, okay? That's my old or neighborhood you were. anyway. And it, it, it sounded great. Uh, I was just going to call in. I've got a friend who loves breakfast, and he specifically loves omelets. And he had an omelet the other day that didn't impress him too much. So I'm going to make an omelet for him and one for his girlfriend. So I just got some smoked pulled pork out of my freezer. Anyway, and defrosted okay. that, and then I just picked up some salmon. I took a long walk just now. I walked into the French Quarter and went to Rouse's. So I've got some salmon, and I'm actually going to smoke that myself because it's raw. So we're going to make a, I'm going to make two different omelets and uh, deliver those for them to eat tomorrow morning for breakfast. So you're a good neighbor, too. I, I do a lot of things for my neighbors. I feed a lot of them, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, that works. That works, I would say. Well, when we uh, have I a want party, to be your neighbor, a, too. When we have a barbecue, I typically have between 20 and 30 people over. It's not always it's not always at my place, but it's just neighbors. They smell the smoke. They know they're invited. I always buy a bunch of food, and we eat until the food runs out. Sounds like a plan. Mm -hmm. I yeah, love it's it. Good. Where else? But, but I in saw New Orleans? that picture a long time ago, and I had to uh, send it to you because I was curious. Because I remember that Tom worked at a time saver, and he has stories about it. And uh, I think what was it that everybody liked? Was it the sandwiches at time saver? Uh, the time saver sandwiches were from uh, the, the lady. What was her name? Yeah, Mrs. Drake's. Mrs. Drake's uh, sandwiches. They, <laughs> oh my gosh! Saver, what a different time. Much farther on, they started doing their own. Uh, they had their own operation uh, for doing that. But then it got uh, the kind of easygoing uh, food that you could find just walking around was good enough that he didn't need to find that to find that uh, spice. Well, Mrs. Drake's is, uh, that's, that's, um, I wonder, do you know when they went out of business, Ron? Uh, no, but I used to go to Time Savers when I was underage, and I would stand outside and have somebody buy my uh, TJ Swan wine and my Marlboro Reds for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that picture that you sent. Um, <laughs> it is the blue tomato, and that is, uh, that's, I think the blue tomato's gone now, too. The there the, was some. No, the, there the, was some connection between them and the Crawfish Monica people. Uh, I'm mm. not sure about that, but the, that story okay. is uh, still gone. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, great show as tomato. always. Uh, nice hearing from you both. My pleasure. Y'all have a great night. Take care. Bye bye, Ron. All right, All right. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back after these messages. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. 
Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. Mimi's, want to mention, has lunch now on Sundays from 11 to 3. So if you are looking for some delicious food in that area, Chalmette, go see them. That is some good stuff. You like the oysters, don't you, Tom? At where? At Mimi's. Mimi's is great. The oysters. It's fantastic. It's yeah. terrific. Every I'm, bit of it. I'm still marveling at the oysters at um, Jordan River for $10. $10. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. So anyway, we had um, we had a massive breakfast this morning. Tom went over to talk to someone that he thought he remembered from singing, and it turned out to not be someone that he knew, but... <laughs> I feel like Richard Collin is haunting because Richard Collin, it's funny that the guy was talking about, he was a teacher and he had been a teacher for his entire career. And at some point he ran into Richard Collin's wife, Rima. And, um, and he mentioned that Rima was his nemesis. And, I'm um, sorry. I got to take a Yeah. I'll be and right back. She was his nemesis. And I thought that Richard Collin was really the nemesis of a lot of people, people. And so that they were probably perfectly matched, which is what the guy said. But anyway, we had it, it was just hilarious that we, on this show, talk so often about Richard Collin, but that's probably because he was not Tom's nemesis, but he was Tom's mentor. And uh, he comes out as well as uh, Gerard Crozier. For some reason, those two names keep popping up everywhere when we do this show. It has been a, a, a lazy sort of day. That's the only thing that we've done of any sort of excitement today was going to La Lu. And it was the, uh, <laughs> was the only meal that we're going to eat today because I'm going to be full for another couple of days, I think. That was a massive feed. And uh, a lot of people were there, and that's because it's good. I think that it was really good, and I'm looking forward to going back again. Anyway, um, back to National Junk Food Day, Tom. I want, I want to ask Nicole Dorignac 
Are when they she calls to on time? Thursday, no, when she calls on Thursday, I want to ask her as the proprietor of a store that has a lot of really unusual, interesting specialty kinds of items, if she carries the um, pork rinds that I need to make my new favorite way of making fried chicken. We've got these massive chicken breasts. I talked about this yesterday, and I think I think I wrote about it yesterday. That was that for, was genuinely good. no, it was good. It was, was good, genuinely. but I was absolutely shocked by the size of the chicken breast. I mean, the one chicken breast was about the size of what a normal, not shot up with hormones and sodium to make it bloated. A normal chicken would be. I mean, that's how big this chicken breast was. So I've got one that I used already in the recipe that um, Greg Piccolo's mom passed on to him. Greg, it was good. I have to admit that that fried chicken was good. But I have two other chicken breasts and I'm what else I should do with them. And I decided that my next little gourmet adventure is going to be chicken paillard. So I'm Sounds going great. to take one of those remaining chicken breasts <clears throat> and make chicken paillard. Uh, uh, over at the, um, uh, the, the restaurant or grocery it, store? It's the, no, it's a restaurant, kinda. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you when. Okay, well anyway, back. we're coming down to the end of the show, but um, the other one I'm really going to go a little wild and crazy with, <clears throat> and I'm going to make coco vin because I've been teased too much by our daughter about not cooking gourmet enough. And so those two chicken breasts have now been designated as uh, the gourmet chicken breasts. And so, but I, but I do, if left to my own devices, I will go for the more pedestrian fare. So I have to ask Nicole Dorgnack if she does not carry those really good pork rinds to carry them so that I can get them. I haven't seen them any place. Uh, just the ones that we had when we picked up all the stuff from the station, for some bizarre reason, they were in your office. And so I had them on hand and I could use them. But now that's my preferred method of making uh, fried chicken, and that's kind of what I'm going to revert back to. Good. After I do my gourmet stint with the two chicken breasts with the chicken paillard. Tom, what is your, let's see what your, um, your vintage Tom is today, because I haven't been doing your vintage Tom, because it's kind of hard to get to. Yeah, it's but really tough. But I want to I want to do a vintage Tom just briefly today, because we have a little bit of Tom. Five Happiness. Aha. Do you remember Five Happiness? Five Happiness. Five Happiness back in the day. I don't know how old Five Happiness is, but it, if it was around it, for these, then it had to have been around since 1977. The date on this is 1978 so five happiness has been around for that long that's a long time i didn't realize it had been that long although it was kind of the the really in place for a long long time and then it became really big enough to have two of them 
I think. They have like two buildings next to each other. It says, here is the restaurant which occupies the, the space formerly used by the How Toy, a Carrollton institution that was never really that good. I don't even remember that place. The How Toy? Uh, yeah, I kind of vaguely do. It's uh, hooked up somehow on it with Chinese food in Metairie. Yeah, but I might be it, wrong. It's better. That. No, it's it was it was where the Five Happiness is now. The How Toy was limited entirely to Cantonese dishes, and then you have the Five Happiness conducts experiments in much more exciting northern Chinese realms. I like the Five Happiness. You've never been a huge fan though of them, have you? Where's that? On Carrollton. The oh, Five no, Happiness no. No, on Carrollton. I think, they're, I think they're, they're very good, actually. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, uh, they, uh, they are at a kind of uh, old They're kind artificial. of middle of the road, wouldn't you say? I'll, I'll, I'd give them a little more than really? that. Really? But they, uh, it's a professional opera, uh, very nicely done. Yes, it is. And, uh, and I, I've never... And well, I thought you've always poo-pooed him, and I couldn't understand no, that no. because I like no. I'll tell you what. I like the about. dining room. There is uh, there's a moment in the show, in the uh, script uh -huh. for that, uh, and uh, there'll be one that will take a little slab of uh, criticism, and it was more like a a, a big slab a of criticism. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it just uh, was something very very. Basic. Well, you and never, it, you always it, well, poo-pooed it. Finished yet. Yeah. Uh, the very first article I ever wrote, wrote for uh, uh, the uh, at UNO. Mm -hmm. the, uh, 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 this came up. Five Happiness was the, it? No. No, no. And the five. Uh, uh, it, it's too complicated <laughs> to explain. But, but what it came down to was that after. They cooked the food and they put it down, and uh -huh. it was Chinese food all the way. Uh, there were several dishes that they became famous for. Uh, that were were these really hot, big, huge things that would float to the ceiling and everything would fall down. What it, you'd have you have to see it. You have to go to the wait. Uh, the five eight, happiness. Five with the eight. Something. Five happiness. Tom. Five, happiness. five happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where it is. Uh huh. And uh, they make there's a little thing down at the bottom that says Tom Fitzmaurice says. Uh huh. And uh, I haven't been I haven't been in a long time, but I I liked the the Five Happiness the last time I was there. I would call it kind of a middle of the road Chinese place. I don't know what it was like back in 1978, but um, I've been a few years ago and I thought it was pretty good. But I always used to wonder why you were so. Uh, negative about it. It's not. It's not Young's Golden Dragon, which I think is definitely a step above that. It but was low end. The prices were very low. Yeah. Their client was, base was uh, people, uh, college, uh -huh. uh, and uh, both uh, students and in staff. Teachers. Uh huh. And uh, they would because the prices were so low. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and so they got very steady. Uh, uh, ability to, you know, have some money to play with uh, to get their restaurant rolling, uh -huh. and they've been so ever since, and they've been heavy, heavy in the. Uh, well, I'm. I am being told at this moment that um, all of the chefs from Venus have retired, and that yeah. the place is very different now. So that, we're going to have to go check that out. That could very well be true. We're going to have to go check that out. I wonder if Rose is still running it because I thought that she was. 
she was definitely uh, she was definitely a good manager. So I don't I know. St I always thought. But, I mean, it's only you're only as good as what's coming out of the kitchen. Go ahead. What? It, they uh, had it's the fine points. Yeah. They, uh, a hot. Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Okay. Anyway, we are done for today. And uh, I want to tell you that if you have any of the show or if you would like to turn your friends onto the show, we would love to have you do that. We have the podcast on nomenu.com. They can also listen and you can listen on Simple Radio app, which is free. If you punch in 990 New Orleans, you'll get a nice clear version of what we are doing here. Uh, nomenu.com, there's all kinds of stuff on there. A list of restaurants. We have our podcast specials and things like that around town. We have at the New Orleans menu is our Instagram. Please follow us there and just tell people about the show and share what we're doing, please. It's a food community we would like to preserve. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and we are done. It is now 4 o'clock here in New Orleans. See you tomorrow. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany says President Trump has always been consistent.